Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change. Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry. And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way. I promise it's going to be a place of conversation and story. And we hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way. Fun fact, you're going to hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk. Nope. We got to sing and play too. We do. Here's the deal, guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love well like Jesus. Hey, Emily. Hey, Brett. How you doing? I'm great. We are back for episode seven. Okay, cool. Pretty pumped about today. A little nervous. Pretty yeah, excited. I'm excited too. Like, I can't wait. We have this is this is our second call-in guest. Yeah. But it's somebody big. Well, and it's somebody that we haven't met in person yet, and yet we've invited to be the headliner for Wild Torch. I know, it's pretty freaky. We can't wait. But we've been so moved by his work. Right. We have to bring him on to talk. So we're about to do that. Let's do it. You ready? Uh, let's go. Here we go. Um, okay. Well, Prop, welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. You are in Austin, Texas right now. Just performed at South by Southwest. Yes. Had a late night. Very late night. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're we're pumped that you are joining us. Yeah, um, thanks. And we're, the reason that we're excited is because, number one, we've been following your work for a while. Number two, you are coming to perform at our annual event, and this is our fifth one. It's called Wild Torch. And you are... Yeah. Yeah. You're our guest performer coming to Waco, Texas, and we have never met you in person, although we've seen you in person. We've never met you in person. Um, and... Gosh, we're just like we can't believe you're doing it. Like we're kind of like, wow. Like, can I can I just take you to the story? I think it's most important. Yeah, about, tell the story how this came about. So yeah, probably I don't. You probably didn't know this. We were at the IJM deal back in what was that October in Dallas? I think so. The yeah. birthday thing. Uh huh. And um, I mean, I I knew your name. I kind of knew who you were. I wasn't totally familiar with your work, but I was kind of excited to to see you there and. Um, we went to the breakout session on the mm-hmm. artist breakout session you were a part of. And yeah. when they introduced you, you stood up and you, you started talking. And the next thing I know, I thought to myself, wait, I think we, I think we're kind of in a thing right now. We've <laughs> gone from interview <laughs> answers and now we're in the thing. And I didn't even know the thing happened. It just kind of <laughs> slammed me in the face and we're talking about cats and mm. we get to the end and I said, Oh my God, he just talked about racism Mm -hmm. in the midst of cats. Bro, (laughs) what the hell? Yes. It was a beautiful moment because I think what was so brilliant about the way that you did it is you introduced yourself and suddenly we didn't even know we were in the middle of this monologue. We didn't even know we were in the middle of one of your pieces. Yep. I really enjoy doing that. I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's such an experience. I mean, that that's what that was my takeaway. And I was like, okay, I just I didn't just hear a musician. I just Mm-mm. experienced mm-hmm. your art, and I was totally moved by it. So thank you, dude. Thank you. 
And so, so we go to dinner that night, Emily and I, we'd have kids and we're sitting at dinner and she's on her phone. I'm like, what are you doing on your phone? She goes, I'm inviting prop to come to do wild torch. (laughs) I was like, you're doing what? They're not going to get this. And like you responded 10 minutes after she (laughs) was like, bro, aren't you on stage or something? Cause we skipped the last session. We're bad like that. Yeah. We kind of, yeah. Well, no, we couldn't quit talking about, um, kind of the, the role, okay, to me, and I, and this is what I want to ask you about because we've done a lot of talking, but it, I think the space that you take up in the world is this beautiful juxtaposition between social activism and really talented musicianship. Mm, yeah. And those two spaces like collide in, and, and that, and I'm seeing this movement, like I'm, I'm watching more artists who are, listen, they're not, they're not, they're not going to be like, you know, these mainstream, like, but there's a movement of this, like this rising, this kind of coming up. And, and that's why I, I, we just couldn't, we couldn't quit talking about it. And I'm like, that's what we're, that's what we're doing at Wild Torch. That's what we've been doing the past five years is, because our challenge has been, how do we make the sex industry like accessible yeah. to people who yeah. never think about these issues? You know? And so how do you do that? Yeah. How do you how are you doing that? Yeah, that's a really, really, really good question. Mm. Um I I think uh if I what I understand about y'all's y'all's approach which I think is just kind of similar to mine in the sense that um, I don't know what else to talk about. Right. And I don't know (laughs) how else to talk about anything else. Mm. Like in the sense that, you know, there's a, I have a, um, I have a new poem I'm kind of working on for some of my next, for my next project. That's about the, uh, the solar eclipse. Mm. Right. And so the idea is this, is that, you know, I don't understand how, while the solar eclipse is happening, anybody could be talking about or looking at anything else. Mm. Like what, everything else just seems so trivial. Like the sun just got blocked out, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I just don't like, what are, what are, what are, how are you, how is there any other thing to talk about? Mm -hmm. You know? So I feel like, when you're dealing with issues of sort of justice and the human experience and, and all those things, it's kind of like, what, what else, what else is there to say? Like, I don't know. What do you want me to, what do you want me to rap about? Uh, just, right. I don't know. Like, you know, just, I just, I don't know what else to rap about, you know? Right. So, and when it comes to like the life I'm living, mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. I'm like, what are we even doing here? I mean, is my what am I just? Mm-hmm. I'm just gathering objects. Like, mm-hmm. why would I just be trying to just gather objects? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, and then and then talk about gathering objects and then figuring mm-hmm. out where to store these objects. Right. Like, what kind of life is that? <laughs> so for me, it it was just like I just don't. It I see it as like a full solar eclipse. Like, why are we talking about anything else? Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think. I think denial is a drug. And I think... Yeah. I think denial is the most maddening 
thing that I have to work against of how to remain like mm-hmm. open and vulnerable and compassionate when there yeah. is so much denial. It is, it is, it is intoxicating, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I feel like what, what you do in, in a lot of your work and your bodies of work is we, th- <laughs> we perceive it as like, Ooh, that's a different perspective mm, or it's just the truth yeah. or, or it's just yeah. some, somebody's finally telling you the truth. That's, yeah. and that's why I think honestly, like you're scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean by that. I mean, and yeah, I, because like what I tried. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, because like when you're doing art, like it's music, it's poetry. It's like, Hey, listen, I'm just pointing at what's there. Mm-hmm. You can take it or leave it. I'm not telling you what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you no action items. I'm just saying, Hey, look, there's a dumpster fire right there. Yeah. You know, right. Or, Hey, look, that's a beautiful sunset. I, I know you see it. Right. I'm just, maybe you're not noticing, but Hey, look, I, this, you can either not stream the album mm-hmm. or you can stream the album. Yeah. It's up to you. So I'm just saying it's there. So yeah. I think the part that this, that's, that's disarming is like, you can take it or leave it. Mm. I'm just saying this is what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm curious though, what do you do when, when, you know, the producers or the powers that be go, okay, yeah, we see the dumpster fire. We know the dumpster fire is there, but, but the people don't mm. want to look at the dumpster fire. Mm. They want to look at rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> so we need you to write some poetry and some rap about rainbows and unicorns. Because that's oh, in what that case, sells. You just find other producers. <laughs> <laughs> you just find other producers. Because it's like, well, you could say that's what sells, but sells to who? Exactly. Right? Yep. For what? In what place? Like, there's buyers everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, there's, there's obviously an, an economic, you know, right. capitalistic tone to the idea of selling records. Yeah. Like, I'm not delusional. I definitely want to sell an album. Right. You know, um, but I want to sell an album I made, right. not an album someone else told me to make. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then you're miserable. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's just, and for me, it's like, I'm just not good at that. There right. are some artists that are just really good at saying, hey, what's hot right now? Okay, I'm going to do that just better than everyone else. Mm. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are good at that. And of course it has a place, mm. you know, like even going back to like the, the, you know, the solar eclipse thing, it's like, you know, well, if you see a solar eclipse and you're driving on a freeway, you still got to pay attention to driving on the freeway. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not saying, you know what I mean? We still got, the rent is still due on Sunday. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying like, you know, there's nothing else in the world. And so there's, so yeah, there's a place for like, you know, having fun and, and just, you know, a party, a good time, a Friday night, mm-hmm. you know, have maybe drink a little too much, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oversleep mm-hmm. on Saturday. Like there's a place for it. Sure. You know? Um, it's just not what I make. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and I think what's so fascinating is like watching, even if you go back and listen, you know, to your, your albums is this progression 
of like it is with every artist, right? Like none of us, hopefully, if you're yeah. a good, if you're a good artist, like where you started, hopefully, yeah. hopefully is where you, where you are yeah. is not where you started. Um, and so I have kind of perceived your, even your evolution of faith of like what, yes. it, what it means to be, to embody Christ in culture. So can you, can you just yeah. talk to us just about like, first of all, like w- the myth of Christian music or Christian art, like that weird kind of, yeah. you know, like line, hard line between sacred and secular, but then kind of your evolution yeah. too of what that faith journey has been like. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my evolution has not been as linear as it's been circular. It's almost like come to full circle mm. in the sense that I came from, I'm from the West, you know, which is not the Bible Belt. Right. Right. So I did not know there was such thing as a Christian subculture. (laughs) I didn't know there was such thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't come from that. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I didn't know what Christian music, Christian music was like choirs. It was gospel music. Exactly. Like that's what I knew as. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like I didn't, and, and those lives are so blurred because it's just R&B. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's just blues. Oh, you know what I mean? So yes. like, so for, for me, it was like, I just didn't know what people were talking about mm. when they, because I didn't, I just, and, it, and then when it came into hip hop, it was like, again, I don't know what you're talking about. I know Christians that rap, yes. but there's no, we don't have no festivals. Right. We don't have no radio stations. <laughs> right. We don't have no. There's no booking agent. Churches aren't bringing us in. You go where rap is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you go, you rap where other rappers are. Mm. You know, you perform where people want to see hip hop. That's where you perform mm-hmm. because that's where hip hop's at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nobody was checking your theology at the door. Like, you just, you just. <laughs> that's so free. You just, you, are you rap fans? You know what I'm saying? Are you rap fans? Okay. <laughs> well, bring your full self. You yes. know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't know what I didn't know what any, I didn't know what any of that meant. I knew I knew Muslims, I knew Rastafarians, mm-hmm. I knew eighth, I knew all of them. They were just all at the hip hop shop and mm-hmm. you just made music. You know, so the first time I saw rap at a church, my response was actually a very like almost like childlike, mesmerized, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Even just my first exploration into like the South and like you guys have like what is that, a cross on a building? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? It's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, like, you guys are just, like, openly out here Christians. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, so for me, it was more like, I was like, man, these people don't know what they have. Mm. You know, this is great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so in my mind, my first evolution was, like, if there was any boldness in my faith, it wasn't because I felt any, like, comfort it was actually just the way rap worked Mm. right you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then and then uh you know to kind of stand on stage of course you know i was at a church i mean i you know when we became believers it was like of course i had an idea that like yeah i needed to at some point make much of jesus Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and a lot of people around me so i was hoping that like yeah it would happen this way but it was stuff wasn't uh at least in my frontal mind, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was being very transactional about it. To mm-hmm. where it was like, I'm borrowing this genre 
show that, hey, this is conveniently fits into what you're telling me about I need to do for evangelism. Right. right? Um, so as I grew as an artist, it was like I found out that even in what I was thinking was very bold and obvious expressions of the faith, I found out I wasn't Christian enough. <laughs> and I wasn't, I was rapping in the wrong spaces mm. and I was being, I was compromising the faith. I was being very self-promoting. And mm. these were things that were put on me. And mm. I was just, I was so baffled because yeah. I was like, have you been to California? Like, right. you listen to rap? Like, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what you don't hear. Like, because this whole room of Muslims and Rastas mm have no question about my faith. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was like, it seemed like everybody else, like, how do you not hear what they hear? Mm. Right? So, so, I began to sort of going, oh, okay, well, I guess that's how I'm supposed to, I guess I'm supposed to sound the way you're sounding. Mm. And then I tried it on, and it didn't fit. And I was just like, this is, un- I don't, I don't, this is not, I feel like I'm being less faithful to the call. Yeah, there mm, you go. I so get it. By doing what you're asking me to do. Yeah. So then it was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of like, I was almost like David and Goliath being like, I don't know, man. It's not like, I know you guys have experience in war. So you're saying I should put on Goliath's armor. I've never been to war. <laughs> so I get it. You're telling me I should do that. And I know it's coming out of like experience. I just, these clothes don't fit, dude. Like, I don't know how to use this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go with what I know. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I just know how to throw rocks. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, so for me, it was like, I'm just going to, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to speak my native language. Yeah. My native language is this. This is the way I understand the faith. And I'm going to kind of lean into that. And if it don't sell, it don't sell. It's not like I like y'all anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah. so I was like, well, I'm just going to go with this. Well, and it kind of speaks to, I mean, the thing that comes to my mind, uh, just as you're talking, I'm having like a little bit of PTSD I moments. I too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anxiety attack almost. <laughs> Um, because Uh-oh. our, our journey is just a little similar, even in the worship, uh, movement with, you know, Brett and I met as yeah. worship leaders and, and we did that and really thought that that was the trajectory of our lives was, was to be leading worship yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, what we discovered, so we had this weird juxtaposition where, you know, we're living in Waco where the, it's like the poverty rate was like twice the national average. Um, we're surrounded by yeah. hom- homelessness. Um, I'm volunteering with the homeless breakfast. I'm meeting women who've got kids and are coming in for breakfast on Friday mornings, and and yet they're still so grateful, right? They're, they're like somehow, yeah. hey, we're all human and we're all great, but. That tended to be, to me, revolutionary. But then (laughs) at that point, and then we'd get on like the bus with the band and we'd be in a green room and we'd sing Christian songs to Christian people. And, and it was like, here's the, here's the top 25, like Chris Tomlin songs or whatever, like pick from these or, or you sound like this person. Can you sing? I love it when you sing, you know, and I love Chris, Christy Knuckles is a friend, you know, but it was like. Trying yeah. to fit 
into what the prescriptive for our evangelical upbringing as Southerners who are raised in this evangelical world, it, it became like very prescriptive for our faith. And it also meant that we were making it really hard on a lot of other people. Well, and then on top of that, it's like yeah. the songs that we were leading, if, if, if the theology didn't dot all of its I's mm. and cross all of its T's, yeah. then, whoa, you're being heretical. <laughs> okay, wait. Yeah. What? Did you just say we're being heretical? We're, we're, we're singing about Jesus. Yeah. There's two Jesus, <laughs> and you just didn't happen to like yeah. that. You know that uh, that story that told that, right? So now we're heretical. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That, or you're like, hey man, it's just a song, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just a song. It's just a song. And if you don't like it, don't sing yeah. it. Sing something else. God's big Easy. enough to hear lots of voices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it just reminds me. I think like we have made faith so hard. We have made like which faith isn't that hard. Like we've made it so hard to be so right. Like I make it yeah. hard so I can, I can just know that I know that I'm right. And Jesus didn't say that. No, yeah. Right. He just never said that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, yeah, yeah, that tends to be, um, I think limiting for artists who are Christ, Very. Christ followers to express themselves yeah. and to have freedom to say, you know, like I'm thinking differently about this thing now. Like, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I'm going to express my question. Like art is about the question. It's about being faithful yeah. to the questions. Not necessarily, you know, a theology class on, on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my thought. I'm, I'm growing to be a little more tired of the prescriptive prescriptive, um, yeah, idea of, to me, that's, that isn't being faithful to the art or being faithful to your faith (laughs) in that way. Um, when you prop, when you are, when you're writing, who are you writing for? Say that one more time. When you're writing, when you're putting together, Uh You know, a new piece. Like, who who are you writing for? What's what's it a What's uh, your approach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I write much more like like a sociologist does an ethnography, mm. where I'm just kind of observing mm-hmm. for a long time. And then sort of going, first of all, like, how is this washing over me? Where do I feel like, what's the conversation we're having, but we don't know we're having? I mm-hmm. think that, like, that's the stuff that's super interesting to me, to, that's fodder for music. What, mm-hmm. what are we actually talking about, but we don't realize we're actually talking about this? That's good. If I could get to that, I feel like I'm speaking to the core of, of a humanity that may not even know they need it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't have a particular person in mind per mm-hmm. se, but I have a particular like maybe moment that person is going through mm-hmm. where they're so in my mind, I'm like, 
So I guess in that sense, I am. I'm talking to whoever, like, there's some light bulbs that are being turned on Mm -hmm. that they didn't know were out. Mm. So, like, who's wrestling? Who's wrestling with some stuff that they haven't figured out yet? Mm -hmm. Who's who's trying to put words to feelings and emotions and sort of things that they're intuiting, but they don't have language for? Mm -hmm. Like, who's that? For me, I'm like, I'm writing. I'm writing. I'm thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, whether you're going, hey, I'm trying to explain this to my friend or to my mom, but I don't know how to say it to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, mom, this is what that person's trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I'm going, I'm experiencing this and I just, I don't know what to make of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're experiencing. Does it feel like this? Mm. And they go, yes, that's it. That's what I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, that's who I'm, I, that's who I'm like kind of like writing for. You're kind of like the Mr., like a Mr. Miyagi. You're like a, you're, you're like the guide. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like the, the one who yeah. is guiding in, in a way that it's like, I didn't necessarily ask for one, but you said, you know, hey, I needed a job. So I'm going to go over to your house and you're going to teach me wax on, wax off. And suddenly I'm, kicking some guy yeah. in a karate ring, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, Hey, yeah. I need to listen to some music. I'm going to, this prop is a talent. Cause here's the other thing. It's not just that you're, you're talking about good stuff, but you're talented, right? Like, do you have a skill yeah. and you've got, and you've owned your talent and you've honed it and you've, you're, you're not dull, you know, like, um, yeah, you're a sharp sword. And so it's like, even if you just didn't like what you were saying, even if I didn't like what you were saying, I still have to respect you because you're good at what you do. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. So I think, and that's why I think it's like, that's why you can appreciate people, even if you don't buy into their genre or you're like, you have to give people respect when they're good at what they do. And, sure. and when they're good at Absolutely. what they do, then you're a little more inclined to go, you know, you've really, you've really thought about what you're saying. You know, you've, you've really worked Absolutely. this out. And so I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. go with you here. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to go. And next thing you know, like I'm, I'm fighting for the same injustices that you are, you know, and, and you've now given me language to stand in that arena a little more, you know, with a solid foundation. I think so. I mean, that's do you, just my do you think that music gives you the ability to say things that apart from music would be controversial or just aggressive or volatile to talk about, but for some reason to say the same Absolutely. things even deeper, even greater in, in the, in the vehicle of music makes it even more powerful. Absolutely. It's the same as like story and movie mm-hmm. and, media just images like there are things that you know it's like nobody's gonna read nobody reads doctoral Mm -hmm. dissertations (laughs) i mean unless you're into that but like most people can't read it it's too dense and i'm not gonna understand like Mm -hmm. i don't get the bullet points but if you take that dissertation and make it into a movie Mm -hmm. everything changes you know because it's communicating a truth that's or an emotion or an experience that's even greater than the words I would have to use to explain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, and even if the words are correct, like mm. 
it's just that's but the the correct words aren't actually communicating the truth mm-hmm. and and i think that's where yeah music can can and like I said, all arts, period, yeah. that's where the arts come in. Yeah, exactly. And which is why, I mean, like, which is why we wanted to create Wild Torch, which we're, we're in this, you know, interesting space as creatives, but we're running a nonprofit. And so we do have action items. It's like we have areas where we need you to be involved. We, but, but we know to move, in order to move people there is nothing like the arts mm-hmm. that can communicate to the soul of humanity. There's, we're wired for the arts, you know, we're, we're created by the divine. And so it's, it is just an incredible, powerful uh, medium to change culture. And I also think historically, when we think about the arts and we think about even in Hitler's regime, you know, one of the first things that they took were, were the arts. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like smash the paintings, yeah. burn the books, like smash the writings, you know, um, because the art communicated beauty and soul and truth of where history had been. And Hitler wanted to undo as much as he could of all of that. Um, but Hey, art and truth and beauty prevail. Yes, they do. So, um, yeah, I want to ask where your name came from. Like, how'd you choose propaganda? My cousin gave it to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my cousin gave it to me. Yeah, I was 16. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I've had it the whole time. That's and he awesome. just, yeah. just one day looked at you and just said, propaganda. Yeah, because of like, you know, <laughs> I, my first love was visual arts. And I was doing music. I always had something to say. I was into education, into history. So he was like, oh, man, you're all that. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Um, and you were just in Waco performing with Gunger and the Brilliance at Common Grounds. Yeah. How did that go? We, uh-huh. we couldn't be there. How was, how was it? It was super fun, man. Um, Common Grounds is just a rad place to it perform. It is cool. It's just number one. And, uh, yeah, I, I found a strange, like, sort of unexpected kind of tribe among yeah. the gungers and brilliances of the world, you know, <laughs> um, which is so stupid. Cause it's like, you can have more than one album in your Spotify. So like, right. why would I think that people couldn't listen to more than one thing? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, but it's, but you just, nobody thinks of building like concerts like that, like, mm. you know, uh, but it was super fun, man. A great experience. You know, obviously both of them, both of those bands are, just out of this yeah. world musician. So mm-hmm. just the musicianship and experience is just beautiful. Yeah. And was that your first time in Waco? No. Okay. You've been here before. Uh, I had performed at Column Grounds before. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Waco is an interesting place. So I just wasn't sure like how, how long ago you've been, you know, we've gone through quite the, uh, metamorphosis um of change over the past few years so it's been interesting as more you know people are coming into town and um and things like that so so it's it's changing but um it's a cool you know it's a cool cool space for us to be um we planted deep roots here 20 years ago and so it's it's been an interesting journey uh, to raise our family in in this space and to watch different artists. I mean, the hope yeah. is that 
is that more culture and more artists would be drawn um, and to help even yeah. just inform, right? You know, well, and even as as conservative as this town is, I mean, mm-hmm. hello, home to the largest Baptist university in right. the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's progressive. There are, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of minds yeah. that are opening yeah. and that are open to hearing and listening and considering. Yeah. Different points of view. So yeah. clearly the fact that our city has embraced our organization oh, totally. is a big deal because, you know, 15 years ago, yeah. who wants to help some strippers? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And now <laughs> totally. all of a sudden, when that's they're what we're the, doing. They're and, the bad guys in all your preaching <laughs> illustrations. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Don't yeah. be like them. Yeah. yeah. Those are the people that Jesus front yeah. hugs, you know? <laughs> so. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it is interesting. What I, what I thought, the reason I asked about the common grounds thing too, and just in that tour, and I love that, that there's this kind of mishmash, you know, cross section of, of artists on that tour with you. Um, but I know in one of your Insta stories, I was cracking up so hard because you made this comment like, like, hey, propaganda fans, like, y'all come on out because yeah. if, if not, <laughs> it's going to be all these, like, granola. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I was dying. I was, like, weeping, crying. I was like, like man, it's about to be, like, it's about to be Burning Man in here, man. Oh, like, come on. Yes. Somebody knows some hip-hop. Yeah. So, so, like, are you finding that your fan base, like, I don't even know how to measure that. Like, you know, how how do you how do you analyze that? How do you measure that? Like who, who is listening to your music? Yeah, man, you know what? If I knew, like I probably have much more listeners. I don't know how people come across me, the cross section. When I look out, like if my name's on a flyer, especially when I'm headlining yeah, and I look out in the crowd right. and I'm like, this is the craziest mishmash. Right. Of, <laughs> There's one guy that came to work my merch. He's from like small cow town oh, in uh, in Texas. Wow. He got 54 years old. What? He's like, dude, I'm a 54 year old school teacher from a small town. You're my favorite artist. I, I'm kind of shaking. I got goosebumps. I'm oh, so wow. glad to meet you. And he's I was from- like, what? Wow. You know? And, and just, you just never know, man. You know? Yeah. So like, I, it's such a cross section. It's yeah. cool to see them all in one place too. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, it's a mismatch. Well, I, just I, wait I was, until was, you look out on the Wild Torch crowd. <laughs> oh man, same thing. <laughs> Little bit of everything. There's gonna be everything. You know, yep. there's gonna be everything. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we're excited. This is gonna be a really different event. You know, we are like praying the God of heaven closes off the rain, you know, cause, cause we're taking it yeah. to the streets. Like we're shutting down 11th street. We're going to be, I mean, between the train tracks and the Oak Lodge motel, you know, behind us, it is, so rad. it is, yeah. ta- we're, we are really the whole idea conceptually is that we are going back to the beginning, that we are unearthing Eden to reclaim humanity. And, and and we and just God's original intent for human, male, female, human, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, just in the middle of this street, there's going to be a bit of a garden patch of of Eden, and um, just even visually, just to to see that as we're performing and and proclaiming kind of the work that we're doing in the world and lifting up these amazing stories of um, just of women who are. I mean, it's just, it undoes us all the time to get to think about 
the work that we do and the women's resilience that is just portrayed. So it's a cool night because, because we, you walk away feeling hopeful, you know, I mean, this is a hard subject to grasp. And so the hope is that we walk away really hopeful, you know, about what can be done. So we cannot wait to hear you April 23rd. Um, you, you are, you're flying back. So you're in Austin right now. We're sad. We didn't get to meet you face to face in Austin right down the road, but you're going back and listen, you are a family man too. Like you're married to this really powerful woman that you, there's a doctor and you guys do this red couch podcast together and you're raising kids. Like how how do you do all that? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Not well, <laughs> not well. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Uh, man. Yeah, nah, it's, it's a, yeah, every day is like a winding road. Right. Hey, nah, every day is, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm figuring out as I go along. My wife's incredible. Yeah. We are furiously like attentive to our calendars mm. and like putting stuff on, blocking days off, making sure people are in town and, you know, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. but like, just ultimately, like, I'm fighting mostly for that. Like, I, absolutely. I, my greatest desire is my family, you know, so mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, so, so I think like, both of us having that attitude mm-hmm. um, really helps. Do yeah. you find that your podcast time, because I love listening to you guys, do you find and y'all have such a great just connection and chemistry? Um but do you also find that like it's good to block off that time just to talk like uninterrupted? Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, it I sounds to, like, like y'all enjoy it. I have to really, uh, I have to really like because my wife, my wife is like just like I describe her as like this like superhero mm. that is like so like not okay with the fact that she has superpowers <laughs> and it's just like it's like dude look i didn't ask for none of this i just want to sit in the back i'm really uncomfortable showing my powers mm-hmm. and but i guess i have to save the world mm-hmm. you know it's just mm-hmm. like but i don't want to save the world i right. want to like i'm still working on myself like mm-hmm. i'm not okay with me mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah okay but but here's the thing though <laughs> mm-hmm. you're a superhero i don't know what to <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So when I get her to the mic and mm. then she starts actually letting it loose, she enjoys herself and it's incredible, you know, and it's beautiful and we have a great time. It's just such a struggle to like get her to the mic. Yeah. But once I get her there, it's like, wasn't that fun, babe? She's like, yeah, it was wonderful. I'm so happy we have this thing. <laughs> hey, next week we should do this. And I'm like, see, sometimes I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's good to have, it's good to have that push and it's good to have that support. But I will also say there's such beauty in reluctant leadership, you know, and like, and there's a humility there. And so like, I don't want another superhero who really thinks they're all that. Like, I, I think I'd rather follow the one who can do it with humility, you know, and, and just, yeah, that's beautiful. Were you going to ask them? No, that was it. <laughs> you just said that so beautifully. Oh, why yeah. mess it up? Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I love I love what um, 
what you're doing prop. I love that you said yes to come and be a part of uh, Jesus said love and the wild torch experience without even really knowing us. I mean, did you check us out or something? Or are you just like saying yes to things that you really don't know? <laughs> yeah, I just, I checked it out and I was like, oh, they sound like they know what they're talking about. Okay. Okay. I love it. I'm just excited because it's a risk and, um, and, and this, this street adventure is going to be super fun. I mean, we literally have like flamethrowers who are going to be out there. We get to do a lot more fire because we're outdoors this year. So this is going to be really exciting. Half of it is in a whiskey distillery. Yeah. So there's going to be whiskey everywhere. (laughs) Responsibly, of course. Glorious. It will still be there. I, I don't know if you know this, but Waco is Glorious. home to uh, to Balcones whiskey, yeah. which um, won several awards in yeah. the whole world of right. whiskey. So right. I think that's pretty cool. That's it's a beautiful space. Well, I will. I will definitely partake and take some home with me. We'll yes. definitely have a good old fashioned with you for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yes. That's good stuff. Well, hey man, we can't wait for you to be a part. Come back to Waco. We're going to take care of you. It's going to be a blast. And uh, thanks for taking time out to visit with us today. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. Have safe travels as you head back to L.A. Okay. Thanks for joining us. See you guys soon. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Yes. Because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world. And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info. And visit the website at JesusSaidLove.com for how you can join the JSL fam. Until next time. Share the love.